Uh, hey, are you feeling blessed this morning? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, come on. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, it's going to be a key word for us. So I want to get a definition up here. I got the clicker. Oh, great. It's working, too. All right. Uh, to bless. To bestow favor, goodness, and well-being. Oh, give me more, right? And then the opposite of bless. What would, what would we say is a word? I didn't have it up here, but what would be the opposite of a blessing? A curse. Okay. Not a good word, so I didn't put it up there. But the opposite is to bestow loneliness, emptiness, and alienation. And we all have that kind of within us. We have this power to do either one of those. Amazing stuff. Um, I w- we're going to show you a clip right now, a movie clip. And I want you to see, it's from a, uh, it's not a great movie, but um, we, I saw it years ago. And it, it, Renee Zellweger's in it. I don't know if you like Renee, but a little clip. And she's, it's called New Girl in Town. And she goes to, uh, from a big city somewhere, I can't remember if it's in Florida. And her company has sent her to a little town in Minnesota. And you know, there's a lot of caricatures about Minnesota people. You're going to see some here in just a sec. But here's the question I want you to ask. It's a dialogue between a Minnesota, a Minnesotan and this uh, big city girl. And just ask yourself, how, how does the big city girl feel? Does she feel blessed? There's the question. Go ahead. Say cheese. Are you a scrapper? Excuse me? Oh, there's Merle. Hey, Merle. That's our mailman, Merle. That's what we call him, Mailman Merle, because he delivers the mail, and he's our mailman. So, you know. Oh, yeah, do you keep a scrapbook? Because I do. I'm a scrapper, see. We even got a club. I got a mini in my bag here. Okay, so, this here's our dog, Winston Churchill. He's dead. He was a bit of a drooler, I'm afraid. And this, this here's my... Kitty Snowflake, she's dead too. We had to put her down on account of that kitty leukemia thing. You should have seen the kinds of things she was burfing up on our couch. Poor thing, bless her heart. She's not dead in the picture, though. She's just sleeping. Could I look at that later, maybe? Okay. Are you married? Do you have children? No, no, not married. Well, you're still young, you know. (laughs) Relatively. I mean, you've still got time. I suppose. Do you eat meat, or are you one of those vegetarian kind of people? No, not a vegetarian. Why? Because it's your first night in town. Don't think we're going to let you go hungry. You're coming to my house for dinner. Nothing fancy, of course. Meatloaf. Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Isn't that what you've been doing? <laughs> Have you found Jesus? Well, I didn't know he was missing. Jesus around here. 
But I can see how you think that was sort of funny. Imagine Jesus gone missing. Imagine. There you go. All right, so uh, Renee there doesn't feel too blessed, I don't think. There was a study that, this will relate, in, uh, of, of two mission groups that went to Thailand. And um, it was a five-year study. And one group decided they were going to be characterized by blessing the people of Thailand. And um, they did things that, that brought, what, is it, what do we say, favor, well-being, uh, goodness to the land. And another group went with the idea of making converts of the Thai people. And both groups, at the end of five years, actually, both of them had made converts. But the blessing group, the convert rate was 50 times higher. 50 times higher than the convert group. And that's what this series that we're going to be in for the next six weeks is all about. Um, Am I doing anything to get the thing here? I don't know if I'm... Okay. All right. Just So, uh... <laughs> I'm going to move this out a little bit. All right. So, uh, in these six weeks, in your worship guide, there's a, um, there's a little handout thing on this, but uh, the B is for begin with prayer. The L is for listen with care. The E is for, this is my personal favorite, eating together. The L, or the, I can't spell bless. The S, the first S is for serving in love or with love. And then the last S is for sharing your story. And this is not something that we're going to do for six weeks. This is something that we're going to ask you, ask of ourselves, that we become blessers, greater blessers. Are you, are you up for that challenge to become a greater blesser? That's really it, right there. And each week, we will be asking the question of ourselves, how can I bless someone this week? And just keep that question in front of us. Now, yesterday, we, just an example, we had something called a block party here. First time we tried it. And it was really, I think, a blessing to our neighbors, those, those around us here and in the vicinity. And blessing, uh, that was the sense that I, at least, I don't know, that's what I felt yesterday was a sense of blessing. And it was so cool to be used to bless others. Uh, thank you for all who made that happen. And... Um, then I, I thought, well, gee, another example, and I, I don't know who's doing it, but these little signs that you're seeing on the plateau, have you seen those signs? Like, your life is worth it, and you matter, and I don't know. Somebody is just deciding to put out little messages that bless people as they drive by. So just a couple of examples of, of what we're talking about. Um, we're going to begin in the, in the book of, of Genesis, and uh, with that, where that word is first found, the Hebrew word is Baruch, and uh, it's, it's, you will find it right in the creation story, but also uh, the, the story of Abraham, the call of Abraham. So we'll go there, and um, here's our, our outline, a mess, from bless to mess, from mess to bless, and from go to bless. How's that? And um, let's just get into it here. Um, 
the Bible is really, I mean, there's, there's so many ways to talk about this, this book, but it's really a mega story. This is how I would say it. One way I would say it. It's a mega story of a loving, blessing God. And if you miss that, you miss the whole thing. So let me try to make my case. And uh, the Bible starts in a place of blessing. And there are six days of creation, and on the, or seven days of creation, six days of creation plus, a, plus one for a Sabbath rest. But on that sixth day at, at the uh, peak of God's creation, he created men and women. He created humanity. And the first words that, God, that come out of God's mouth to us are a blessing. Genesis 128, he blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And I'm just going to paraphrase what he says, but rule over, but the implication is rule over the earth in a way that's a blessing to it. So I'm blessing you and you're going to be a blessing. Found right there, God's first words to humankind. Well, uh, then humanity is called to image God. We are created in his image, and the image of God is one part in part of being a blesser, so we are called to be blessers. Uh, it's a wonderful... Now, you get to the whole Bible, if you get to the end of it, it's also about blessing. There's a lot of... <laughs> when you get to the book of Revelation, you have to wade through the other stuff before you get to the blessing, but it's there. In the end, it's there. So you have, in fact, the blessing at the end of the Bible is even greater than the blessing that we find at the beginning of the Bible. It's a beautiful picture as you find a new heaven and a new earth coming down into this one. So uh, in Genesis chapter 3, though, as they say, the plot thickens. And there's this twist that is um, in the plot where rebellion comes in and what you find, or what we, would, we have a phrase, we say it's a mixed blessing, right? And so life then becomes not a pure blessing, but a mixed blessing. And in this mixed blessing, we find those things that we talked about in the curse coming into our lives, and let's just talk about ourselves for a minute. We have all experienced loneliness, emptiness, and alienation. And don't tell me you haven't, or you're a liar, and that's just another variety of the fallenness that we all experience. We all, we all feel it. And yet, if, we were to, if I were to ask you, and I'm going to ask you a little bit to count your blessings, like what are your main blessings in life? And you might start thinking about that right now. But... We have those, main, those blessings that are still, we're favored and we have goodness and we have uh, well-being and, and yet we have loneliness and emptiness and alienation and it's, life is a mixed blessing, uh, this side of Genesis chapter 3. And there's this great tragedy that happens as we read Genesis chapter 4 through 11 and that is that people try to get the blessing without God. And you see this, all these attempts and you think about what addictions are, uh, what just a lot of stuff in life as humanity builds themselves up apart from God. And we find the, the pinnacle of that in Genesis chapter 11 in the building of a tower of Babel, which is the original cell tower. <laughs> just seeing if you're awake. The tower of Babel. 
And in that story, there is a phrase that is really interesting. The people are saying, we will make a great name for ourselves. Key phrase to to indicate what's going on there. So um, what the Bible is saying is that there was this huge time of blessing, and then there was this period of just a big mess, just a big, big mess. And then we get to Genesis chapter 12. So we go from blessed to mess, and now we're going to um, look for something better. Uh, Without Genesis chapter 12, the rest of the Bible uh, really doesn't function. Everything's built on it, if I can put it that way. So, um, I'm supposed to be doing this kind of stuff here, so you can see I'm not getting my yellow... Is there, do I have slides up there that are, uh, there you go, that's the first one, now go to the second one, there you go, from blessed to mess, okay. And um, in, this, uh, in this passage, we're going to look at uh, just verses two and three, but as, notice as God comes into the mess, now just let that be good news to you this morning, God comes into mess. If that were not true, none of us would be here. Just take that as the heart of God. He comes into messy places, messy people whose lives are in various states of disrepair. He comes to a man named Abraham, or Abram, but he becomes what we know, who we know as Abraham. Crazy thing is, Abraham was an idol worshiper, or his family was, we know that, meaning that he wasn't, you know, there was, why would God pick him? And the second thing that's crazy is just the magnitude of the promise that God makes to this man. It's, it's, it's off the charts, and he chooses this man who's not only an idol worshiper, but he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation, meaning out of your progeny, out of, out of your offspring, I'm going to make a nation. And, I mean, he could have picked other better candidates because there's no way this is going to work with Abraham. He's childless and no chance of having children. No chance at all. God picks him. Crazy, 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 and makes this huge, crazy promise, or or really a series of promises to this man, Abraham. It gives you a, a little indication of who God is. God speaks into the mess of his life, and here's what he speaks. If I can get that next slide up there. Yeah. I'm, God says, and this, this is, I will, God's saying this, it's going to happen. I'm going to make you into a great nation, and I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make your name great. See, and that, remember, uh, Babel was we will make a great name for ourselves. And God is saying to Abraham, I will make your name great. I'm going to make you a blessing to others. Okay? And I'm going to bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and I'm going to make all the people blessed, all the people in the whole world blessed through you. So those are the promises that God makes to this idol worshiper who has no hope of ever having kids. Notice that There's a progression here of God blessing one man, and out of that one man will become one nation, 
that will be blessed. One man blessed, one nation blessed, and then the whole world blessed. That's how it's going to work. God has a strategy for fixing the mess that was created in Genesis chapter 3. And it it has these rings to it, these uh, concentric rings. It's going to go out. And uh, the purpose we also can find in there, if we look, is that I'm going to bless you in order that you will be a blessing to others. So the blessing I'm going to give you will not stop with you. It will go out. In the New Testament, we find Jesus Christ becoming... How do I say this? So Abraham had a son named Isaac, and Isaac had a son named Jacob, and Jacob literally became Israel. His name changed to Israel. And then we have us living out of the life of Israel for hundreds of years. And they didn't fulfill the calling that God had given to Abraham, then Israel. And so Jesus Christ becomes the new Israel, the new people of God that will live this out. So we find the blessings going out to the whole world. Jesus is the new Israel, the true Israel. And the New Testament tells us that anyone who is in Christ, and if that's you and me, then this applies to us. Anyone who is in Christ is a true child of Abraham. So you are a child of Abraham. Not by circumcision, which was the normal way, but by faith. You put your faith in God's promise and his provision, and you become a child of Abraham. Now, if you're a child of Abraham, the same things apply to you. God wants to bless you. Why would God want to bless you? So that you can bless others. There is no such thing as God blessing someone and you live in a cul-de-sac of blessing. It's a freeway of blessing. Bigger than I-5. So there's no, there's just get this about God. He doesn't bless people to bless people as an end in itself. He blesses people to be a blessing to others. So we are learning about how this mess is going to turn into bless. And then, um, if I can get the slide turned over, we're going to go here from go to bless. So this word go, uh, you can do a lot of word studies on it, and guess what it means? Yeah, it means go. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple. You all know what that word means. Go. It's the one thing that accesses the promises of God, gives you access to, that opens them up to you. You could say it this way. His promises are conditional upon this. Go. That's all you have to do is go. And we could say leave too because he had, he, he had to leave where he was and go to a new place. And he had to do that based on the faithfulness, the character of God and nothing else. He didn't know what it was going to be like. All you have to do is put one foot in front of the other and trust in the faithfulness of God. And if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, that is what you are doing. But it, you know, we, we, we translate it in, in missional ways. And it could mean go across the world. Because Abraham had to walk, depending on how you measure it, but, but hundreds of miles, maybe 800 miles from a place called Ur to a place called Canaan. It's a long ways. But go can mean go across the street. Go across the street to your new neighbors 
when the moving truck pulls up. And you know what? We, we, we just had new neighbors in our neighborhood. It's the best time to go. It only gets more awkward as time goes on. Like, why haven't you come sooner? Kind of that feeling, you know. And we have just, uh, we had two new neighbors recently. But as soon as we see that moving truck, we go. I mean, I, it's not, I'm just throwing examples out here, so don't. Um, but go means go. And if there's no go, there's no blessing. To you or to your new neighbors. That's, that's what, this is what basically how we would translate this to our, our, our world. No go, no blessing. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of how this works. And um, if I can get the... Uh, I, got, I got four slides here. Okay, this was slide number one. This was... Um, about a month ago, right out here. Do you recognize the parking lot? 228th, right here. This truck, which was carrying, it was a car carrier. So actually there was only one car on it, and a new car, and um, uh, it got high-centered right out here. So somehow uh, these guys had pulled in here into our parking lot. I don't know how they ever got in here. And they're trying to get out onto 228th, and... Uh, this is a, sometime in late August, and this guy right here, whoops, if I can go back. Did I, did I do that or? Okay, if I can go back, yeah, there you go. This guy right here uh, is, is one of the drivers. There's two, two African-American guys from uh, Georgia. I found this, I mean, I didn't know all this at the time. I get here at seven o'clock. The reason I get here at seven, gosh, seven o'clock that day is because I have a meeting, a very important meeting I've got to get to, and I see this thing starting to unfold out here. And I, I go to my meeting, I'm thinking, oh, what did I just see out there? And um, I come in here and we meet for 45 minutes or so, and every once, every 15 minutes, I look out, they're still there. This, and they're blocking 228 between 7 and 8 in the morning out here. <laughs> this is not... How's this going to work? And then finally the police got there. So I apparently had you know, pulled in just after this had happened. And, um, and then my meeting was over. And I look out there again and I see this guy. Go ahead and show the, the next couple of ones here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can see this very clearly, but it's just, he can't get off the sidewalk there. And go to the next one. And there's the big tow truck. Big tow truck. That is, that's one blessing of a tow truck. (laughs) And then uh, go to the next one. Okay, that's me and and this guy here. I can't remember his name. He told me his name, but but here's here's the deal. I come out after my meeting, and I'm thinking, those guys are still there. This is not... This is not what they had planned. And, you know, and the police had actually redirected uh, traffic so that it was going both ways on the other side of 228th. This is a major deal. So um, he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and it hit me. What's he thinking about me? I mean, this, these, these white suburban eyes that are on him, and I look at the license plate, and it's from Georgia. And this guy's just trying to do his job, and he's high-centered. Have you ever been high-centered, anybody? I mean, don't we get high-centered in life on a regular basis in some fashion or another? So I, I'm thinking, I'm starting to develop some empathy here. And I walk out, and, uh, and there were some others that were, that were uh, around. 
But I walk out and I, I go up to this guy and I don't know, he's probably thinking he's going to get, you know, like, what the hell are you doing or whatever. Of course, it's a church. You wouldn't say that, but... Um, <laughs> But I, uh, you know, it was really, it was kind of cool. I put my arm on him and I said, man, are you having a bad day? <laughs> and he kind of laughed and he kind of cried. And, and, and I just, you know, I said, but I, I, oh, you know, we've all been high-centered. We've all, the, this thing that you're in the midst of here, I know it seems really big, but just so you know, we all know what this feels like. And God loves us. And then other guys came around. We prayed for him. And then, and the, of course, the good news was the tow truck finally got things figured out. And, but you go from being uh, empty and lonely and, um, yeah, just alienated, wondering if <laughs> what other people are saying about you. And then you have this sort of expression of of love and welcome and and every person every new person that comes into your neighborhood as they look out their door they wonder oh what do they think of me and they feel lonely and they feel alienated and they feel empty until somebody comes over so here's the deal count your blessings go ahead count th- get three blessings i'll just I'll, I'll give you my top 3 and um just see how this works but my, 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 you know, I'm not just saying this is this isn't just me um, being, you know, Pastor Mark making up good things to say, but my Lord, my God, Jesus Christ is my biggest blessing in life, and I had here's the deal, I had to go, I had to go to Him. I mean, He was He was there coming towards me, but I had to go to Him. <laughs> In faith, I risked all this stuff. I mean, I came from a family where that wasn't normal. In fact, to be normal was to not be, you know, whatever. This was just outside the norm of, of how I was raised. But to, to, to get down on my knees and call upon Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and redefine my life around Him instead of the Republican success stuff I had been given in life that I found empty... I mean, don't, don't, I'm not bashing any particular party here, but that's how I was raised. There's something bigger than that. A blessing that is there for me. I, and you gulp in God. You, these big heaping taste tablespoons of God that I had never tasted before. That's a blessing. And I was blessed. And I am thankful for that blessing. Okay, my God, my wife, I had to go to her. Again, on my knees, you know. Uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> but it, it, it was, I had to go. I had to risk. I had to risk maybe what if she says no, which I had enough ego strength to think that wasn't going to happen, but, you know, it could. But the idea of leaving behind a single life where there were options and freedom and you can do kind of whatever you want, sort of. And then this sort of fear factor, like, I don't know if I could ever commit to anybody for this long or however long it is, and it's been 38 years, and I am blessed. And so is she, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And then we decided together to have children, and, you know, so I'm just going down the list here. Am I counting my blessings? And we had children, and, you know, how are we going to know the finances, and... The energy and the time, and you know, we had our grandchild with us yesterday, and we're tired, but we're blessed, you know. 
we're blessed. You see how it works here. And, and I could go on about uh, uh, going to Alaska and all the, thing, the miracles that we got to see because we went. You go. No go. No blessing. Go. And there's blessing. So uh, this is to us. And um, here's the question then. Just, this is the question I said we're going to ask each other, of each other. Who can I bless this week? That's just all it is. It's a very simple question we're going to ask it every week. Who can I bless this week? Here's another sub-question. So, as you got down your list of blessings, I'm guessing that most of you would say, uh, God has blessed us with a home to live in, and he's blessed us with a job. And those are good things. Aren't those good things? I mean, you take them for granted sometimes, but those are really good things. And you feel blessed. So why would he bless you with those things if he doesn't have a purpose in those things that allows you to bless others? In other words, is your job or your neighborhood just a random accident? You just kind of, you know, you threw the dice and there, they, there you landed. Or if it's a blessing from God, then why did God put you there? Why did he put you in that neighborhood? Why did he put you in that workplace? So back to the question, how can I be a blessing this week? Let's just pray. Our Heavenly Father, uh, we allow you to answer that question or help us answer that question. And our part is to be willing to go. But first, we have to open our hearts. Second, we have to open our eyes and our ears. And then just, Lord, where can I bring goodness and favor and well-being this week to a world that is tasting a lot of alienation and emptiness and loneliness? Maybe it's hard to see sometimes, but it's there. And that is exactly what you have done for me. You have blessed me. You came into my mess, and you have blessed me. How can I be a blessing to someone else this week? We ask you, Jesus. Amen.